Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Said What podcast. My name is Elizabeth. I'm Brenna. I'm Clara Grace. I'm Alexei. Julia cannot be here in the studio with us today. She is having a vacation, which is super, super fun. But <laughs> I'm super pumped to have Brenna and Clara Grace here. Brenna, I actually met just this year, but our, as soon as we met, we were having yes. just amazing conversations. She is so spirit-filled. I'm super excited. And Clara Grace is actually my roommate. <laughs> so we love that. Um, I love our conversations at night. Like, So she's a Christian ministry student and I'm a religion student um, and that's a really really fun mix like I mm-hmm. wish we could record some of our nighttime conversations we were saying we need like a 1am podcast dude <laughs> just mic our it, room please. we have such good conversations so we were actually having a conversation a couple nights ago and I was like wait you need to come be on the podcast. Um, so we're super glad that she's here. But I'm super glad to be here. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we're expanding that community, right? So speaking of community, um, if you want to get involved in the Bible Said What community, we have an Instagram and we have a TikTok. And both of those handles are biblesaidwhat.pod. So we're having all kinds of fun things on there, all kinds of fun content. Um, we're working on the TikToks. I'm not cool enough to know. How do you TikTok yet? Um, we're getting there. Go check also, them out, though. Yes. Also, super fun thing. Guys, we have a blog now. What? what? Super fun. Yes. Okay. When did this start? Today. Literally like six <laughs> hours it. ago. Um, yeah, because I was thinking, you know, we talk about these amazing topics rooted in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what the blog is going to do is actually go deeper into the cultural context of the scripture that we're analyzing. You know, because we're analyzing these scriptures and applying them to different topics. Um, but the blog is really going to isolate that scripture and really dig into it. So I'm excited about that. But right now we're going to continue on in our series about exploring God's character through the lens of the fruits of the spirit. So on our last episode, um, well, the one before my testimony, go listen. Um, we talked about love, right? And today we're going to talk about joy and peace, which I am super excited for. So let's get into it. All right. So yeah, like I just said, we're going to start talking about joy and peace and just talking about how um, we can apply those into our daily life as Christians, what those look like as fruits in our lives, but also just talking about what what is joy and what is peace. Um, I feel like as Christians, we have this paradox, right, of living in this world that is completely chaotic and is completely broken, but yet we're following a God of stability and fulfillment. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the differences in like temporary happiness mm-hmm. that, the, that the world provides, but also what true joy is. So yeah, yeah that's where this kind of comes in. So what does that mean to you guys? Like what is the difference between happiness and joy for y'all? Yeah. So I would say happiness is just, is honestly just kind of like an emotion or a feeling or a mood I have in my life. Like I'm always like, oh, I'm happy or, oh, I'm sad today. Um, But I feel like joy, especially joy in the Lord, it's so like long lasting and it's definitely a choice. We can choose Mm -hmm. to find joy in um, the what the Lord gives us in our daily lives and what he provided for us when he mm-hmm. died on the cross. Yeah. And we choose, we can choose to follow that every day while happiness is just kind of like, Oh, like I feel this right now, but I probably won't feel this later. Yes, yeah. definitely. My dad always says that, um, happiness is super like circumstantial, whereas joy is eternal. And so mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that kind of like sums it up. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. like it's definitely more of an emotion. Um, whereas joy is like a decision and it's like, 
something that's like wrapped up in salvation. So Yeah. And Claire Grace, you had a good metaphor for this. This is actually yes. what we were talking about when I was like, you need to be on the podcast. So give your metaphor. Okay. So embarrassing fact about me, I grew up going to Disney World all the time. I was that Me too. Literally, I'm jealous. <laughs> you know, Disney adults, negative connotation there. But Definitely anyways, um, so every time we would like, you know, get on a ride faster than we like thought that we were going to um, get on it. So we would... You got it, girl. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You're good. Um, we would be like happy, and I would be like, wow, what a great day. But then that was circumstantial to that moment in time. Whereas one day I was walking out of Vail last year. It was like right when it went from winter to spring, and all these trees were magical. They were um, white oh, and the blossom trees. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were so beautiful. And the wind started blowing, and the blossoms all started falling right when I walked outside. And I just started crying. Yeah. And I was like, man, God is making all things new. His love for me is eternal. This is joy. Yeah. yeah. That's so That's good. so cool. Absolutely. Brenna or Alexei, do you guys have any like instances where there was a time when you felt happy and then a time where you felt truly joyful? Um, I would say for me, happiness, um, I've like, like, okay, I'll just do bid day as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very happy. And, um, and then also just like finding out I was coming to Stanford. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this is so fun. Um, and it was definitely just like, in that moment that I was like, oh, this is, everything's great. Yeah, the rush and the, the, rush, yeah, the and hype. The rush and the hype, I think, is really good. Um, whereas, like, a time that I felt joyful, I feel like it was actually last week. And I think I was yeah. talking to you about this a yeah. little bit. But I was just walking. Um, I was walking home from Vail, too. And I was oh, like, this yeah. is gorgeous. <laughs> and it just, I felt, like, so overwhelmed with peace. And I know peace isn't necessarily, like, a feeling either. But I feel like... It was just like, okay, like I am so happy with like the place I'm in right now and what God is doing in my life. And I definitely felt like, okay, this is like where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so it was definitely Mm -hmm. like, just like a very like exciting feeling to feel that. And so, um, that was, it was just like last week for me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's so good. I think an example for me is just like some time I've just felt happy is just when people are like complimenting me. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. And like, kind of like makes your day, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at ta- sometimes I really feel like pure joy is even when I'm just like worshiping in church and I just hear the words like the King of Kings, like praise be to God or just like his reckless love that he has for me. I just like can't help but like smile while singing to him because it's such a joy knowing even what we talked about his love like yeah. two weeks ago, like it is such a joy knowing the amount of love he has for us and the just all the peace he gives us, which we're going to talk about later. Um, but it just, it, that's something that gives me just like pure joy, knowing that he is looking at me and he loves me for who I am. And it's hard not to feel so much like eternal joy in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a huge softy. Um, but I worked in kids ministry for a long time mm-hmm. and every yeah. time a child got baptized, Aww. I was in tears. <laughs> like it just, Oh my word. My heart just glows whenever yeah. I see, I mean, anyone getting baptized, but I don't know why there's mm-hmm. something about kids that just have my heart. Um, but <laughs> I yes. feel you. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's the thing for me. But so one thing that I promise we didn't plan this, but something that I think is really cool that all of our stories have in common is that joy is a result of the work of God. Yes. Everything uh-huh. we said about happiness was something that was um, rooted in, you know, temporary things or things of the world. But every single thing we just said brought us joy came from the work of Christ, either in our lives or that we could see, mm-hmm. see working, 
which I think is really cool. So yeah, I was brainstorming earlier this week, just thinking, you know, like what's a a definition for joy? Because joy is an emotion and sometimes it can be really hard to put that into words. Um, So the definition I came up with (laughs) was, I'm looking at my notes, um, was joy is a lasting positivity that results from the work of God. So that is good. Yeah. That is good. I like that. I I feel like that should be like taught in Bible studies because I feel like we need like that definition. That's a huge compliment because I want to write Bible studies one day. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to start a Jesus dictionary. Um, just kidding. You should. Oh, my oh, God. Literally. Imagine, wait, Bible said what? Bible said what? Dictionary. <laughs> the name of the what? dictionary. All, all the words are capitalized. What are some words, tangent, what are some words that could be in the Bible dictionary? Church Chad. D- definition. Church, Church Chad. Chad? Wait, have you guys not No. Heard? What the heck? Okay. <laughs> I hope I'm not offending anybody on the podcast. Okay, so... Have you seen the memes, like the church Chad memes? I've seen like, like a f- Chad memes, like yeah. Chad memes. frat boys. But yes, not like- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, there's this Instagram page that I think is just so funny. It's called Church Chad Memes. It's on Instagram. <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding. It's not a plug, guys. No, not a plug. <laughs> church Chad memes. Don't follow. I guess sponsor me. Let's go. Um, <laughs> it could be our- Dude, it's just so funny um, because it it's these guys who will take like a scenario. Okay, so like one of the funny ones is like a scenario of- Church Chad walks up to you and you're wearing ripped jeans, right? And you're a girl. And the church chat is like, hey, man, I'm, I'm so glad you're at church. Uh, next time, you know, just let's try not to cause your brothers to stumble, you know? And it's like oh, kind no. of faster. It's just so funny. But anyways, that was a major tangent. Church so, chat. Church chat. So that'll so be in the dictionary. That, that yes. should, I think it should be in the dictionary. I think okay. Like we, all, we all know one, you know? Sometimes we are one. Hey, but if you're a church chat out there, we love you. Because you <laughs> keep us you. accountable and we love you, church chat. If you're listening, please, we love you, I promise. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm dying. Oh my Church God. Chad's saving Never changed, Church Chad. <laughs> Never changed. Never changed. Okay, anyways. anyways. <laughs> Reeling this back in. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about defining joy, right? Well, guess what? We're going to... Um, <laughs> Y'all, we are dying in the studio here. Um, we're going to divert from the tangent. Um, and we're going to talk about how the Bible defines joy, okay? So this entire podcast is going to be kind of rooted in... Um, the context of Philippians chapter four. I love the book of Philippians. I feel like the book of Philippians um, really encapsulates joy and peace because Paul was writing it actually while he was in jail, which is something really interesting. He was writing a letter to the Philippians um, of encouragement, not only telling them to, you know, continue on in their faith as they are um, and to grow, but he was also saying like, yeah, all these bad things are happening to me. However, I still have joy and I still have peace because I know that the Lord has me through all of this. You know, like my joy isn't circumstantial, like you were saying, Brenna. Um, it's something that comes from Christ. So yeah, we're going to start in chapter four, verses four. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love that verse seven. We'll get to that in a minute, talking about the peace which surpasses understanding. But right now, I really want to talk about um, how we can find joy through presenting our um, our worries and our needs to God, right? It says, don't worry anything, but in everything through prayer and petition present your request to God. I feel like that's a way that the Lord really does give us joy is just through providing for us. Um, And we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but 
three of the main things that I feel like Christ provides to give us joy is freedom, fulfillment, and identity. I feel like those are things that we all need, whether we know it or not. Um, We need freedom through salvation, right? All of us, the wages of sin is death, but we have, you know, the gift of God, which is eternal life. And there's so much freedom in that. And who would not be joyful about that, right? Mm -hmm. Like if Mm -hmm. who, yeah, if you can't go up to someone and be like, hey, guess what? You're set free from death through love. That person's not going to be like, darn. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good thing. Um, And then fulfillment. I feel like that fulfillment is in the form of a relationship with Christ um, and with God because God is very personal. We talked about that when we talked about love, yeah. Um, just His imminence, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's so it's so cool. Also helps prove just how genuine and real that our God is the God um, because Christianity is the only religion where you have a relationship, yes, with yeah. the Lord, mm-hmm. and that is just something that is so special because he doesn't have to give us that. We don't deserve that. We sin. And so we deserve to be um, separated from God because he's holy and we're not. Mm -hmm. And I mean, holiness means to be set apart. Um, And then identity. He gives us the identity of his child, right? And he gives us the purpose of continuing his kingdom. Um, And yeah, I feel like that's something that we all need. So we've been talking about this a little bit, but Brenna, do you want to start us off talking just kind of about freedom in Christ and what that looks like? Yeah, no, definitely. I would say, um, oh crap, I had a thought. Um, it happens, but man, it happens. Freedom in Christ to me just kind of looks like my dad is a big like spiritual mentor into my life. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about like how um, Christianity is definitely a relationship and not a religion. And so kind mm-hmm, of to touch yeah. on what you had said. Um, and I think it's so comforting. Like the word presence has been like a really big thing in my life. Um, just because I think whatever you like think about the term presence and that like God is always there and he's not just like, Oh, well you messed up today, Brenna. Like, you know, um, it's like, so like peace giving, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that I definitely feel like is super freeing and yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts too? <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to add to that, yeah. go for it. <laughs> I think the freedom of the Lord is something that ties back into the joy thing. In God's freedom, we find complete and utter joy because we're set free from our sins. Yeah. And our sins are the thing that bring us sorrow and despair mm-hmm. and sadness in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So when we are walking in freedom, we're simultaneously walking in joy. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. That's yeah. Good. Cool. So yeah, now we're going to talk about fulfillment, what that relationship looks like with Christ and how we find joy through that relationship. Alexei, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, sorry. (laughs) So I think just like, well, by having a relationship with God, it's by putting time into being with him, just like as being with a friend, like hanging out with you guys. Like we put time into it. We hang out with each other. We pray to God and we like read his words so we can really talk to him and be with him and like live according to what he, his will is for us. And so by doing that, we are literally living out like his like calling for us and like his yeah. like, you know, yeah. Oh. but like whenever you're putting yourself in like his time and his, his word, you're learning about him and you're learning the love he has for us and all the things he 
wants for us. And with that, it comes joy because you can't see who God is and you can't see all that he encompasses without having joy because there can't be anything of him that isn't good. Mm -hmm. And when you're surrounded by good things and hearing his goodness and praying to him and seeing it and feeling it, like you can't not have joy. And it just does give you fulfillment. I, even when you were talking earlier about just like anxiousness and kind of like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And in Matthew six, it literally talks about how, um, it talks about if he's going to provide for the birds in the sky and all the animals, we are literally created in him. How much is he going to provide for us? Mm -hmm. And that gives me so much joy being like, wow, I am like with a, following a God who cares for me so much and makes me not have to worry about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. He says, don't worry about tomorrow because you're worrying enough today and tomorrow will worry for itself. And so that gives me so much joy knowing that there is a God who makes me not have to worry and not be anxious. That made my heart cheer. (laughs) I love it. That is incredible. Dude, mic drop. Like, I don't see Literally. how. Yeah. You, you <laughs> nailed that, It's girl. the God. It's the Lord speaking. Yeah. Okay, so we love it. That was incredible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we can move on. Like, I don't know what else to add. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Well, I guess let's talk about identity. Um, so, yeah, our identity in Christ, being his child, being his children. Um, you know, he calls us sons and daughters. So. Claire Grace, do you want to talk about identity? Yes, I do. So I think what is important when thinking about identity is remembering who we once were. Um, The Bible says we were children of wrath, like our entire being was sinful and we were Mm -hmm. dead in that. And so now what a joy we have in Christ that he takes us up out of that and into his righteousness and we become completely his own. And um, we're no longer seen as our former selves, but we're seen as Christ. Like mm-hmm. God looks at us and he sees Christ's heartbeat. Yeah. I heard that in class the other day. That's yeah, good. We love it. Mm-hmm. I like that. And so it's just important to remember that because of Christ's sacrifice, like we are now seen like as Christ himself and we are co-heirs with him. And I just think there is so much joy and peace to be found in that. Like we're not striving anymore. We, it's covered. So yeah. rest in that identity. Yeah. Amen, that bro. Is so good. That's good. Dude, the Lord is speaking today. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. I think overall, y'all nailed that. Um, and I think to kind of synthesize using words from my communication studies major, synthesize. Ooh. Oh yeah, go off. Um, yeah. <laughs> I loved it, being a double major. Um, <laughs> but I think overall to synthesize all three of those things, freedom, fulfillment, and identity, it just goes back to the fact that we were designed for an intentional relationship with our heavenly father. Yeah. And through him providing freedom to be one with him again, the fulfillment of that relationship and identity as his child, he's drawing us back to that original design before, before the fall. Um, and I just feel like that is super, super important, but yeah. All right. Good talk on joy. Yeah, <laughs> joy. Second for the spirit down. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about peace, which I love the fact that Philippians four brings joy and peace together. Um, and it kind of talks about them being the same. And I like that because they do go together. Like you can't have peace without having joy and you can't be joyful if you don't have peace. You know what I mean? So So I think they really go well together. But for this one, I really want to go back to that metaphor that we made at the beginning, um, talking about how we live in such a chaotic world, Mm -hmm. but yet we we believe in a God of stability and we follow a God of that stability. Um, I think it's so... I think the Lord just has the best sense of humor. I think he he visualized (laughs) this perfectly. But yeah, I just feel like Jesus walking on the water was a really good illustration of this because, you know, there was this, this massive storm and 
the, di- the disciples are freaking out in the mm-hmm. boat. You know, they're all, you know, we're going to die. And then Jesus is just walking on the waves like, oh, look, there's a shark. You know what I mean? Um, just completely unfazed by it because it was something that was of the world. Um, and he had the peace of the father with him. So um, one of the things I want to talk about with peace is, so how do we find that peace of the father in a broken, in a fallen, in a dark world of chaos, right? Um, I think that one of the ways that the Lord provides a way for us to do that is he sent Christ to not only show us how to live, but to show us the boundaries that we're supposed Mm -hmm. to live in as a Christian. Mm -hmm. So that's my question for you guys is what are boundaries to y'all? And, you know, how do you define those? I would say um, recently I read Psalm 16 and it was talking about how the boundaries like have fallen in pleasant places for me. Mm-hmm. And I love um, that one. Me too. It <laughs> makes me happy. Um, but I would say like my dad always talked about a sandbox and mm-hmm. he was like, it's a sandbox, you know, so like there's boundaries, there's walls yeah. to it. He was like, but in the sandbox, like you're free and you can play. And I feel like that's like um, Christ's salvation really kind of gives us not like right or wrong, but gives us those boundaries you were talking yeah. about. And so it like really makes it, there's so much like freedom in that because like you do have like a guideline um, and kind of a baseline to live your life off and in a purpose. So I feel like, oh yeah, yeah, all of that. that. That's yeah. good. Do you guys have anything to add to that? I think the boundaries for living can all be found in like scripture. Um, yeah. I think that that is where I get my basic guidelines for life. And also like, of course, my parents, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it's just like, if you get to know God, the more you get to know like what he has in store for you from his word. And um, I think just it all is intertwined in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like in our world right now, boundaries, like people who are not Christians view Christians as very, you know, tense and uptight and you know why do they why do they think they have to do all these things why you know um and i I will say i would think christians are judged for that in some aspects of it um but when you think about it the things that are of the world especially for our generation um constantly kind of pushing pushing those boundaries um of what is right and what is wrong and mixing those up a that can be very confusing for christians um yeah but also it's just growing increasingly easier to fall into things that are of the world Mm -hmm. um, and things Mm -hmm. that lead to brokenness. And so I honestly, I just want to encourage anybody who's listening to this and is having second thoughts about what is right and what is wrong. Just look to scripture in that and also follow the Holy Spirit because, you know, we have a very visual um, picture of what is right and what is wrong through Christ because he came as an example to show us how to live. Like that was such a blessing because God didn't have to do that, right? He could have just been like, oh, you sinned. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead he's like, no, hey, watch this. Watch this guy. Do what he does. Walk in his footsteps um, and follow him, you know? And he had to figure out those boundaries just like us. Yeah, yeah. he was fully God, but That's he was also fully human, mm-hmm. yeah. right? He, the, the Bible says no trial that is known to man is unknown to, to the son of man, mm-hmm. Christ. Um, yeah, he knows all those temptations that we face. He is completely aware of the sins of the world and what is in it. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that contribution. But yeah, and I also I just want to encourage y'all that like, if you like, whenever you see like any commandments or you can say like rules, whatever, in the Bible, don't let that like 
discourage you because those are, like you said, with the sandbox, Brenna, those are literally there to give you more freedom and to give you more peace and decisions that you make in life. Because I know like, if I don't know what to do, I like don't know what like God would do. I look in scripture, not to see like, what is like, what am I going to be punished for? But he gives us his commandments for like in love Mm -hmm. to be like, this is how you can live by me and show love to others. And it, it gives you freedom. It's not to discourage you. I want this yeah. to encourage you. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's such a gift of like God's graciousness to you to like yeah. give us, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily like the answers, but to give us like the direction guidelines. Yeah. And the yeah. direction to find like what the wise thing to do is. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think it's a gift rather than like God's yeah. wrath. Or no. Yeah. 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 God is a good father. And what mm-hmm. does a good father do? He teaches his children right from wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, we're going to look back in Philippians chapter four here um, in verse eight and nine. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me and God and the God of peace will be with you. So Paul is literally, literally telling the Philippians here, you know, whenever you focus on these things, whenever you act as Christ does, and not only just know about those things, he doesn't say, you know, read about these things. He doesn't say, talk about these things. He says, dwell on these things. Right. Um, And he says, and the peace of God will be with you. Right. Um, Because these are the things that don't lead to destruction and darkness. Right. Mm -hmm. Anything else that is outside of those boundaries that Christ has set for us leads ultimately to death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life and the gift of God is Christ and salvation. Um, And this is something that Christ showed us how to do that I think is just super, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think the main thing also is that, like we said, Christ didn't have to do that because of our sin. We deserve the ultimate condemnation for that. Um, but he didn't. He chose to reach out to us and to love us through that yeah. and to walk with us through that. He came down to walk with us through through this crazy thing called the world, you know, and learn <laughs> learn with us through that. So I think that's really neat. Um, do you guys have anything else to add to that? I don't think so on my part. Yeah. I think you I nailed it, girl. No, oh, yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, yeah. So now, <laughs> so that, cool. Yeah, cool. now we're just going to talk about practically how do we follow those boundaries it's really hard balancing it is hard. living in the world and living as a christian you know we're called to be holy and like we said holy means to be set apart yeah and we're called to be in the world but not of the world so just to encourage anybody listening to this how how would you guys like if, if you were talking to yourself in middle school or high school Oof. what would you <laughs> yeah what would you tell yourself of hey this is how to follow christ this is how to live in life instead of to instead of death and darkness. I think in high school I really looked at myself and I just kind of saw all these areas I needed to work in and I felt very overwhelmed. And I think that I was prioritizing ethical growth over relational growth. And I think mm-hmm. that it all has to stem firstly from your devotion to Christ. You're yeah. not going to yeah. be able to fulfill any of those boundaries if you're not firstly seeking Him and just loving Him with all that you got. Because that is ultimately what we were created to do. And that's what's yeah. going to foster that joy and peace within you. And then you can go and become more like Christ through that lens of love. Yeah. Yeah, that's I good. love that. I love that. How can you... Show true love and live in true love if you don't know true love, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Brenna or Alexei? I think 
just like piggyback, piggybacking off of what Claire Grace <laughs> said, but just like by, um, by being able to do that, just by like, like what I was saying, I think even two weeks ago, just like spending time with him and really getting to know him and making your firm foundation set on him because like, say like you don't know how to prioritize things and that's giving you like not a lot of joy or peace or anything like that, but like not being like, oh, I need to make a schedule, but saying like, how can I direction what I'm doing with his foundation and his foundation will lead you to do the things that you need to do or get done, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. But I just think like trying to do things and not do things, but trying to you got it. Spend time with him and like being encapsulated by him mm-hmm. so that he can be your firm foundation. I'm yeah. really trying to get words out. <laughs> you got it. No, no, hey, I got you. I get you. No, I, I yeah. To piggyback off of both <laughs> of you guys, <laughs> lots of piggyback. We, we love it. <laughs> um, I would say yeah. Just like in high school, a lot I focused on myself, which was like, and even in college, I like. You know, two months in. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, still like struggling with that. Um, but I think what that does is kind of puts me on the throne. Um, and so I feel like, like, whenever I'm more in the word and more praying and learning about God's character and about his goodness, then it takes the focus off of me and mm-hmm. in essence, like the pressure off of me because it's mm-hmm. like all to glorify him. And so yes. um, that is just like super freeing. And I feel like that is like a kind of, I don't know, practical way. Wait, what was your question again? Yeah, no, you answered it. Yeah. Yeah, just something you would tell your younger self about how to be aware of the boundaries that Christ sets and how to follow those. Definitely. And so I think, I think like also doing the wise thing is like, not like, oh, like what's right or wrong, but to like really genuinely like pray about, okay, like what is the wise thing for Mm -hmm. that you want me to do, Lord? And I think you can only do that whenever you are like being close with Mm -hmm. him and, um, you could do it anytime. Like you don't necessarily have to be in like a close season of your life, yeah. but I think it's like more easy to hear the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. um, whenever you're doing that. And so, yeah. 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 Scripture tells us that a heart that asks for wisdom, that asks for wisdom, God's going to fulfill that yeah. with, with mm-hmm. generosity. Um, we see that with Solomon, you know, and Solomon messed up. Solomon fell and was a sinner. Um, but yeah, God's still all like, he just asked for wisdom. God said, Hey, you can have anything. And Solomon said, Wisdom, please. Yeah, wisdom. <laughs> ding, ding. And the Lord was like, perfect answer. There you go. Yeah, well, You must more. believe and not doubt. <laughs> yes. That's yes. what James says. You have yes. to believe that he's going to give you that wisdom, yeah. girls. Yes. Amen. Yeah, Amen. that's so true. Yeah. That's also something that we can touch on, too, is that the Lord wants us to, to succeed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he really is on our side. And I think we get that. We lose that sometimes. Um, I feel like also the devil tries to... Make us, like you said, Claire Grace, make us doubt. Because um, whenever we sin, devil is immediately going to be like, oh, let's shame them into hiding their relationship from Christ. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that can make it really easy to hide from the Lord instead of going and asking for forgiveness, which Isaiah 55 says he forgives generously. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The Lord is not going to turn away a devout and contrite heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's on our side fighting for us. Yeah. And that forgiveness never runs out. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. So many times people have turned away from him and he has mm-hmm. generously reached back out every single time that they yeah. cry out to him. Yeah. 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 No matter yeah. how bad like you think you're like doing or how far from God you think you are, like 
he will meet you where you are and Mm -hmm. he will always accept you with like literally the biggest open arms possible. Or like how many lies from the devil that you're believing like, oh, like, you know, shame can't, can't reach you that time or grace doesn't have you. But it's like, if you just cry out to him, like. It does. And it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. so, oh, it's so cool. We I love reading that right now. Oh. <laughs> so I think cool. a good example, a biblical example of this is in the garden, the very first sin, the very first sin of the entire world. Immediately after, what did Adam and Eve do? They hid, right? Yes. They tried to, yeah, tried to cover it up. Yeah. And guess what God did? God saw them anyways, and he covered them through a sacrifice of a blameless animal. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us on the cross. He he died for us. It, the Bible says, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So mm-hmm. during our rebellion, during our anger towards him, he chose to die as the perfect sacrifice and cover us with his blood in forgiveness, which I think is something so cool. And I'll be honest, like this is something that I have struggled with in, in honestly, like recent years in late high school, junior, senior year. Um, I had, there was a, there was a phase where like I had convinced myself that I had disqualified myself from the Lord's ministry because of my sin. I thought that I was too broken, but then I realized I talked about this in my testimony, always kind of struggling with, um, a prideful mentality. I realized that that was a thought of pride because I was saying that my sin and my actions were bigger than God. And that is so not true. Mm-hmm. Um, God is bigger than anything we can ask or imagine. He, he provides more than we can ask or imagine, mm-hmm. infinitely more. Uh-huh. Um, something we were actually talking about in my class the other day. Okay, so I love stars. Uh, you guys know this. Um, <laughs> yes. I was literally like, walking over here. I did not know this. <laughs> Wait, yes, I did love, you tell me? <gasps> okay. I may have briefly. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I took like an astronomy class during the summer because I'm a nerd. Um, but yeah, me and Alexei were walking up. She's like, that's a really bright star. And I was like, that's, that's Jupiter. Jupiter. <laughs> it has seven moons visible. I said, oh, and that one's Pluto. She's like, that one's Saturn. I was like, okay. She's like, actually, no. And she's like, oh, tell me about the North Star. And I'm like, the North Star, you know what I mean? <laughs> but so fun fact about um, stars. So do you guys know what the Hubble telescope is? Oh yeah, I do. No. So yes, the Hubble no. telescope, the Hubble telescope is a, basically it's a telescope out in space, right? Um, and it's, it's point is to research, but long story short, um, scientists, so they took like a little piece of space the size of if you held a grain of sand at arm's length, right? So that wide. And they focused on it with the Hubble telescope. And they did a um, long exposure picture. So they waited, you know, they left the exposure open for all of the light from all of the stars and galaxies to get in. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but what showed up in just that small grain of sand at arm length picture, so like a fraction of a millimeter for us, showed up, I want to say it's, it's sextillions. I don't remember how many sextillions, but that many galaxies, not stars, galaxies, right? And these are galaxies that are three, four, five times bigger than our galaxy um, in just the grain of sand at arm's length. And our God is still bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I can put, there's, there's a really cool picture of it online. Maybe I can put it on... Um, on the Instagram. So you guys can go look at that. Um, but our God is bigger than that. If our God is bigger than all of the, however many galaxies he created, he's bigger than our sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. And there's nothing that can separate us from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so I think good. it's so cool. Like similarly, like talking about grains of sand, like in um, Psalm 139, it talks about like, like his thoughts for you, like outnumber the grains of sand. I'm like paraphrasing here. Yeah. But um, I think it's like so 
insane to me that God is that big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're yeah, talking yeah. about, but so, he's also like so personal that he's like thought mm-hmm. about you more than all the greats of stand yeah. on earth. And yeah, we're like, his prized possession. Yes. Yeah. made all of that. Like, yeah, he keeps a record of our tears. He's you know lighted I mean? in us and like yeah. adores us. And I'm like, that's. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Our God is so radical. Oh my goodness. Uh, my heart, my heart once again, glowing. <laughs> but yeah. And just all tying back to the peace in all of that, mm-hmm. not just the peace in his forgiveness or the peace of the wisdom that he gives, but the peace of him being so big and so mighty and so strong and yet still wanting to be like, I want to abide in that person. Yeah. I want to abide in you. I want to abide in her. Um, in choosing to come down and interact with us and have a relationship with us, how can you not have peace in that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you have a relationship with a God, ah, oh my goodness, I can't even articulate it. It's just so amazing. Do you guys understand? Yes. That? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's, yeah, I think it's cool to like have peace in who he is and not mm-hmm. just like in our circumstances and like yeah. kind of like, going off of his character and not just like what's happening on around you. And so I think, yeah. I don't know, that kind of ties back into like joy in yes. him instead mm-hmm. of joy in like, yeah. oh, like he gave me wisdom, which is like amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. okay, like I have joy in like who he says he is and that he is faithful and that like, even though I can't see it right now, like I know who he is, you know? Oh yeah. I like how you said, even if I can't see right now, I still know who he is. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're talking about the fruits of the spirit. So we'll talk about faith later, but that was so good. Yeah. And that all ties back to the character of God. You know, that's the whole point of us going through this series is seeing, you know, who is God. So I would say overall, that just proves that God is personal. God is loving. Um, and he is joy and he is peace. You know what I mean? And he does give that to us generally, generously. So, woo. Oh, this is incredible. (laughs) Do you guys have like any last minute additions before we wrap up? I don't think I'm good. I think we covered it all. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Look at him go. Look at him go. All right. Well, I'm going to pray us out. That was so amazing. Thanks Um, so much for listening, guys. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to go follow um, those Instagrams and the TikTok, even though there's nothing there. I promise we're getting there, guys. We're getting there. (laughs) Um, And yeah, read the new blog. This week, it's going to be about Philippians 4. I'll put that in the link in the bio, um, in the link tree in BibleSaidWhat.pod on Instagram. So yeah, we're going to pray and then we'll be, then we'll be done for the week. Yay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for just entering into this space and giving us a time to not only fellowship with you, but to grow um, in you with each other and just have this amazing intentional community. Lord, we like to pray for us as we go throughout our week that you will please just grant us all of the wisdom and all the peace and all the joy that comes with abiding in your in your word, Lord, and in your presence. We like to pray that you will give us um, just all of the motivation to do all the things we need to do. I know a lot of college students right now are making it through midterms, God. You'll just be with us even in the small circumstances um, because we know that you take care of us in the big things and in the little things. We'd like to thank you once again for sending your son to die on the cross for us and setting that example um, here on earth with how to live and showing us those boundaries to stay within the light and out of that darkness that that the world um, tries to lure us into, God. We'd like to pray for all these things, and we thank you so much for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.